0: Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermaine and Adrian Barrage. is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles
1: original, Earth Demons die hard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 Grand Final, except he got dropped after the prelim. Oh. We don't promise any fancy sound
0: effects or bells and whistles... It's just two blokes talking football.
1: We are the bride of Christmas and where we are all blue and gold. Good old Collingwood forever!
0: Yes and welcome to Grand Final Weekend. This is Cortes and Barra. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barich of Channel 7 West Coast Eagles and Perth Football Club fame. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858, which is the gambler's helpline. If you have any issues, Barra, I can smell the hot dogs. (laughs) I can taste the warm beer and the cold pies. It's going to be
1: warm in Melbourne too. Yes,
0: all the leaves are out on the trees in Melbourne, mate. Mm. It's sep- it's spring. It's September, and
1: it's grand final time. Love, I'm excited. You love this time, don't you? I do. Like, you, you are a true Victorian. I can't believe that the French pinched the Brisbane Lions theme song <laughs> for their national anthem. I How know did that happen? I know. I, cheapest. I tell you what. A bit rich. I hope they buddy a uh, every pay time the fee they for get that.
0: angry they bomb another atoll. The French don't <laughs> they? <laughs>
1: Cheese eating surrender monkeys? Oh
0: goodness <laughs> me! Jeez, that's a payout. Oh jeez. The question yep. is, which theme song we'll be we be hearing uh, at the end of the grand final? But we'll get onto that in a little while. Oh, okay. But firstly, Barry, you have a a rather somber note. You oh, have a tribute. To yeah,
1: pay. I'd like to be. Uh, yeah, I better straighten up a bit here, because uh, and apologies if I do get a little bit emotional. Uh, I'm apologising in advance, actually. There's a great man from the West Coast Eagles who passed away last week. Um, a lot of people would know him. They would have seen him on the telly. He was there for a quarter of a century. He started with us in 1987. He went to 2012. So he basically went through the whole time of the, what shall I say, interesting time at the uh, West Coast Eagles. Three flags, 92, 94, 06, five grand finals. The drugs controversy. Peter Sumich getting strangled and nearly dying. Mm. Um, there's a lot of stories that this bloke knows about. If you read a book, if he wrote a book, it'd be quite remarkable. Probably Trevor Nisbet's the only one who knows a bit more. But Rod Moore was our doctor, our team doctor. Right, he came from Esteemed South Fremantle. Rod Moore, absolutely oh, massive name, Eagles life member. He came from South Fremantle. Um, Joined us, stayed with us all the way through. The most confidential bloke of all time, never gave anything away. You would have seen him on the telly running out there and trying to help people. Identified one of the premiership players as having ADHD, which was Chris Marston, Mm -hmm. changed his life. Um, Had to endure the investigation of 2007, which he was a primary figure in, uh, giving evidence about the drug culture. Chad Fletcher's... uh, Indiscretion in Vegas. Yeah, near OD. Toxic culture, rock star, Adulation, um looking after Cuz, you know, 2006, 2007 uh, and, and still trying to win the premiership at the same time. I mean, that I mean, can you imagine that, that juggling? And one, one of his best stories was, remember Phil Walsh? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so. The late, great Phil Walsh. Yeah, yeah. so obviously he was at uh, the West Coast Eagles, an assistant coach. Went on to, he was at Port Adelaide. Very legend.
0: highly valued football IQ too. Yeah, went
1: on to coach. Adelaide, of course, mm. um, and then sadly passed away. Well, Phil Walsh, while he was at West Coast, he went on a holiday with his family to Peru. Do you remember this story? And he got run over by a bus. He was standing at, a, at on, on the side of the road as a pedestrian, and a bus sideswiped him, broke his pelvis and his collarbone. He was in real bad ways, with his son, Cy, mm. who turned out to be the kid. Um,
0: with mental health issues. Yeah,
1: know. wife, Meredith. And fortunately, he was in a third world country, Peru. So he's in this third world hospital. And fortunately, this hospital had Wi-Fi and he was able to ring back to Perth and speak to Rod Moore and say, mate, I've just been knocked over by a bus. Um, I'm, in real tr- I'm in real trouble here. This is like a terrible, terrible hospital. Can you get on the phone and speak to the people here? get me on a plane straight away? Flew him back to Australia, basically straight away back to Perth and... Um, uh, m- more or less he thinks saved his life as well. And and ov- obviously that, that story, he had an epiphany at that time, Walsh. I remember him saying how once he nearly died, he decided that, you know, I'm not going to drive my car anywhere. I'm going to ride places and I'm gonna, I'm going to learn French and learn Spanish. He did all these amazing things. Then he went to coach the Crows, mm. didn't he? And then of course he was very unlucky. So
0: valet he? to Rod Moore. Um, our thoughts go out to family, friends. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah, family, yeah. friends, and everyone at the West Coast Eagles. A, a great man and a great uh,
1: servant of football. Oh, just fantastic guy, great man. I'll tell you one more story that when he when Summa got strangled. Yes, remember when I uh, was there? Yeah, we were you there that day. Yeah, when, no, I uh, broke,
0: broke that story actually
1: when Dan Southern. Uh, what, what do you mean, braked? Well, break.
0: no one really – it was just – a Southern had him in a headlock and I, felt, I discovered, I guess, from um, having a few beers in the old social club afterwards that he uh, blacked out.
1: Yeah, and completely – he mm. thought he was going to die. Danny Southern thought he was going to die. Yeah, most it, people so didn't
0: realise that he was actually – he had blacked out. They thought he'd just been in a headlock for a while. But if you've ever been in one of those headlocks, uh,
1: yeah, it's pretty frightening. And, and, and I don't know if you wrote this, but what happened was um, – he was, he was very strong, Danny Southern, play, playing the Bulldogs, of course, Bulldogs-Eagles, and he got him in that headlock, and he must have been a wrestler or something, some reckons, because he knew how to really get him, and he tried to tap out. He said, all right, you got me. I'm finished, and he thought he was trying to struggle, so he went harder, Danny, <laughs> and and that's why he passed out. Rod Moore runs in. I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny. Resurrect it. him. Were you in the change room? So, oh, so I was No, no, I just – I did, I did my work in the pub afterwards, <laughs> did, you, did you hear about the change rooms? How no. Summer's dad was just go, going berserk. Mm-hmm. His wife was crying, but his dad was wanted retribution mm-hmm. right then. Yep. He wanted to go next door to the change rooms. And it's a bit like when, um, bit well, when Murray Cooper, who's a copper, I remember in the yep. Perth game, Murray Cooper, he uh, after the match he got into his uniform and wanted to go and arrest Ron Boucher <laughs> <laughs> in Swamp Districts in the next change Love room. Love it. Love it. But, the, but so – the funeral's on um, at Christchurch Friday week, so October sixth, one o'clock, the same place basically where Mani was. Um, he was he looked after Mani too. Um, it's a really, really sad time at the club. It is a valet, as you right, say. Yeah. Uh, now what's going on with Callum Mills? Yeah, I know wasn't that talk b- about bizarre
0: postseason injury. So wrestling match, mad Monday, rotator cuff, nine to twelve month injury. I know that, Matthew so that, Lloyd launched a, into him last night. And you know what? That's a fair spray because – and I mean – So it's he's going to miss a part of the season. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can cope with them injuring themselves playing footy, but you've got to be a little bit careful. And, and look, you're on the ink. It's been a long season. You're disappointed you about out of the finals and, you, you know, you're allowed to let your hair down. But it's been about three weeks, mate. So, yeah, just be more careful, But boys. he didn't
1: know about it, did he? He didn't think it was that bad, did he? He just thought he'd hurt his shoulder. Wow. And they had the scans and suddenly – it's not – is it nine to 12 months? Apparently. For a row ro- 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 yeah, apparently it's a pretty bad injury, yeah. And so what, what – And they all b- surgery. In Volcano Head, what's he saying? He'd be blowing up, wouldn't he? Uh, I don't know, mate. Don't, I, haven't, I haven't heard that one. Oh, yet. yeah, I've got the co- quote here. We are a semi-professional industry when it comes to incidents like this. Someone told me today that if this had happened in the NFL, your contract would be ripped up. Because it's off the field. It's away from um, the competitive – yeah, rest, but wrestling drunk, I mm. think, was the main bit, yep. wasn't it? Yep, But well, they weren't nude or anything, were they? It was <laughs> sort of, what, what was the story? No, they You're were just, re- the story. They were was just the wrestling story? on Mad Monday. I don't think there was any nudity. Three weeks later,
0: after the season. <laughs> that would be something. Now, that would be a story, Barra. I'll throw a few stats at you, mate. So, Collingwood have won 13 from 16 games at the MCG this year. Brisbane has lost 14 of its last 15 games at the MCG, the win in the finals last year against Melbourne and nearly won late this year against Melbourne. Collingwood has lost its last six games to Brisbane. That mm-hmm. goes back to 2019. Last six games. Last six games. And this year, Both. two defeats, the first at the Gabba, the second at Marvel, one by, I think, 33 points, the other by around three goals. Uh, missing quite a few players from that second game too. But, neither, so, but just before you go yep. on,
1: neither of those wins was at the MCG. It wasn't. It so wasn't. that's the unknown factor, my so friend.
0: So Collingwood $1. seventy-five. the Brisbane Lions $2.10. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right in terms of uh, the tab-touch odds. So Collingwood are favourites. Collingwood have to be favourites because it's a home ground. It is their home ground. And Brisbane have got a poor record there, but we'll get on to our tips in a little while. The, and bookies, what we'll got, do, the what?
1: bookies got that right; they're normally pretty
0: right. No, I reckon they've, they've got. You that reckon right.
1: the Pies are favourites? Oh, they're favourites in the books. Doesn't mean I'm going to pick them. No, but I'm just saying, why would they be With McStay it's out, it's their home. It's their home. They have to play Billy Frampton, who's never played a final, which with... is great news. But he's never played a final, mm-hmm. and if he has to go back and play on playing one of their big forwards, yeah, I agree with you. I'm he's just... two o two centimeters, good ski. but if he has to go th- forward and kick goals, that's even harder. There's a lot
0: more Collingwood supporters out there, too, laying money on them, mate. Remember that. So I just
1: reckon... Harris Andrews would take him to the cleaners. Yeah, probably will, mate. Probably I will. hope he doesn't because I like Billy Frampton. He's ch- from ch- South from check down there as well, you know. Mm-hmm. He can play. but So yeah, we'll get on to that. <laughs> They've <but laughs> got Starsevich and Gardner. Oh, and, or Payne. Oh, oh, I That fi- no, no, fitness s- test
0: is on now. Yes, it is for uh, Jack Payne. So he gets over that ankle injury. He plays... Um, they might. Can they? He fight? does play. You well, reckon? Oh, he plays.
1: Yeah. If but if he's do not, do they a, need to mess around with the team now? If Gardner's coming in, and done the job. Only one week though. Payne's a, don't. People forget how good Payne has been this year. But he's
0: in pain. If he's in pain, he doesn't play. Because
1: he'll be having a jab for sure. They're not going to.
0: They're not going to do the old uh, Francis Burke Mickey moldhouse on him, are they? So the nineteen eighty two Grand Final. Uh, Collingwood v Richmond. Mick Mouldhouse, the Richmond defender, um, was doing everything he could. The Richmond
1: defender, you mean Mick Mouldhouse? That's what
0: I said. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> um, he was doing everything he could to get uh, overcome a shoulder injury to play in that game. So they, he gets through the Thursday night, the final session, everything good. Francis Burke calls him over and says, "Hey Mick, just one last little test. I'm going to do with you." And so he said, "You know, you're playing in a fierce grand final. They're going to test you out early." So runs at him at full pace, and gives him the big hip and shoulder and pops his pops his shoulder out. That was the end of Mick, that game.
1: So was it was it a hip and shoulder? Because I, I thought it was a trick handshake. Because this is what Mick used to say to us. Maybe you've got the right story, yeah. but I'll tell you what Mick used to say to us when he was coaching West Coast yep. Eagles. He'd go, uh, what happened was I came up and shook Berkey's hand, and Berkey said, congratulations, you got through. And he wrenched his arm and popped his shoulder out, mm-hmm. and he said, see, you weren't fit. Because he was to always tell us that story when we would – he told me when I got dropped in 91 from the grand final. I, I know how you're feeling. He goes, mate, I've got no sympathy because guess what happened to me? And, he, yeah. and I just listened. I did endure this story. Like, yeah, it's the last thing I wanted to hear was Mick, your story, Mick. Yeah, well. I'm thinking about myself. Had He did play in a flag though, Mick, in 1980. Yeah, no doubt. He was a good player. The other thing he used to roll out was, was it Phil Welsh? Was that his name? Who was uh, it? Peter Welsh. Peter Welsh. So he, so we've been the Leper Squad, right? A Hawthorne Premiership player and a Richmond Premiership player. Yeah.
0: So you know what the Leper Squad is? Uh, it's nothing to do with Justin Lepic, I'm assuming. No,
1: no, so it's the guys that are on the cusp of the team and are just training their butts off, tr- hoping that somebody gets injured, if you know what I mean. Yep. And I was in that squad along with Peter Maleso and David Hart. So and, you were hoping, Who did you have a voodoo doll or something? A few other guys. A few pins into someone, did you? But we, <laughs> you didn't want to go too far, they were your teammates, but we'd get flogged because we weren't playing, particularly me, because Perth was never in the finals. Mm. So I was getting absolutely flogged in the 90s, you know, like so we'd do extra training, if you know what I mean. So it's such that we, we worked out that someone had to throw up every session so that Mick thought, oh, geez, I might have overcooked it there. I've done too oh, so much. So
0: you were pretending to throw up?
1: Yeah, so we'd, put someone, we'd, we'd have a roster and someone would have to put their finger down <laughs> oh, their throat. kidding. They would. Yeah, at the back of the group. <laughs> whose turn is it to throw up? <laughs> Juifart, Juifart, Jufart. Yeah, I know Juifart. David Hart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Juifart nickname. Yeah. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Your time to throw up. No, I did it last time. <laughs> <laughs> so so Ju would be at the back of this thing, pushing his finger down his throat. Uh, 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 uh. Hang on, mate, wait till you get around the front. So he's, and then he'd come out the front, and he'd do it. Uh, and, Mick, and Mick would go, whoa, whoa, he might be overcooking it with Because all the boys had gone in, all the main team had gone in, all the lepers were still out there training. So we would be there until someone got really sick. Didn't
0: he send a trainer out to find Peter Matera's finger, and Peter Matera's finger was not missing. It had been he'd lost it in a wood chopping accident as a kid. Yeah, his brother chopped it off. And the actual, it was just the
1: stub was bleeding, and he. That was one of the funny. That was an. That was during a game. Yeah. So he would split the webbing in his finger, mm-hmm. split the webbing in his hand. You know, between two fingers. And Mick, and Mick, this is no bull. We could go on for hours with yeah. eagle stories, but Mick comes over and goes, "Boys, Roo, come over here, Roo, Roo." Boys, look at this. Look at the heroism. Look at the courage. Look, look. Lost his finger. Still playing. Still playing. Why can't you guys be like Rue Matira? And Rue didn't have the courage to tell him that he'd had his finger chopped off when he was like six or something. <laughs> and oh, the best bit, the best bit, Nick, goes. Remember Billy Sutherland, our main yeah. head trainer, famous, said, Bill, go and find the finger. Oh, yeah, good luck. Must find the finger. <laughs> Don't let him lose, lose his finger. Lot? Did he and look for so long? Mick so bloody Bill, he knew the story, nice. but he still went out there yeah, and pretended, pretended to look, to look for look. the thing to play along. <laughs> but, but the leper squad, so uh, the story that Mick would tell would be well it's a guy he said name Welsh. Peter Welsh. Peter Welsh, right? So we're out, we're we're like Daniel um Mick's day. No, no, Daniel uh, Andrews. At the <laughs> Daniel who yeah. uh, No, no, I keep guessing, any more Daniels no, you got? No, no. Can you get any more Daniels at your sleep? Daniel's leaving on a plane. There's oh. a bloke who's missing out on the grand final. He should be in there for the Lions. Or oh, Daniel Rich. Yeah, so the Daniel, we were the Daniel Riches, all right? So Mick would call us over and go, Don't give up, hope. Don't give up, hope I'll tell you this story. You know, Mick's story. Shit. Another story. Anyway, Phil Welsh. What was his name? Peter Welsh. Peter Welsh, Peter Welsh. Peter Welsh. Reserves. Played reserves last round. Home and away game. Reserves at the Tigers. Reserves. Then we needed him, we needed him to come in, played all the finals and in the grand final was a star, was a star in the grand final. 1980. <laughs> that was our that was our one hope, the 1% chance that we might be. He just strung you along, Welsh. didn't he? Well, yeah, he played us beautifully. Well, that's like good coaching. The only bloke who was, wasn't taken in him was Dean Laidley, Daniel now, Daniel, Daniel, yeah. Daniel Laidley. Yeah, Mick, yeah, yeah.
0: Now let me read Couldn't out some stats. Leave. Let's get on to the grand final. That's what we're here for. Let me read out some champion data stats, Barra. Collingwood's two highest scores conceded this season have both been against the Lions, 116 in round four, that was at the Gabba, and 124 in round 23 at Marble Stadium. The Magpies have had six goalless quarters this season, including one against the Demons in the qualifying final and another last week against the Giants, telling Barra that's two in the finals. Collingwood ranks number one in the AFL for shot at goal accuracy, 53.1%, and shot at goal accuracy conceded 43.8%. Very important, Barra, in the grand final to kick straight early. Mm. The Magpies have scored dockers. the dockers. Yeah, the Magpies have scored 23.8 points per game from defensive midfield chains, ranked number one. Collingwood. Posted a pressure factor of 202 in the first term last week. It's equal second best this season. Behind, interestingly, it's 203 against Brisbane in round 23. Like, you can expect that in the first quarter this week, I can tell you. And the Magpies have scored a goal from 25.5% of their inside 50s, ranked number one. Brisbane Barra have won the inside 50 count by 9.2 per game, ranked number one in the league. Uh, The Lions have won just one of their last nine matches at the MCG, and of course that's 14 of 15, conceding 101 points per game, the second most of any side over this period. The Lions conceded 31 points from centre bounce clearances against the Magpies in round 23, the most they have conceded this year. Brisbane has won the contested possession count by 6.1 per game in the midfield zone, ranked second. And the Lions have conceded a score from 13.5% of their opponents' defensive 50 change, ranked second defensively. Lastly, Barra, mm. Brisbane is the first team since Richmond in 2018 to rank number one for both points scored from turnovers and points conceded from turnovers. This, Barra, is a game between chaos, Collingwood and control. Brisbane. Yeah. Both teams move the ball really well from defensive 50 to inside 50, but what Collingwood does, it's that chaos frenetic mm. game where they get the ball into the forward line and don't allow the other defenders mm. to take any shape behind the footy. Mate, Whereas I, Brisbane I likes to they, – they are the highest
1: kick-to-handball ratio. Yeah, so they, they got like, – you know why? Because they've got a brilliant forward they line. They do. They, they have do. got the best forward line basically in the AFL, and this is where – that's why I'm going to be tipping the Lions unless – the boy from Perth, Bobby Hill. Perth's got two players yes. in this game. David Robertson playing More for than Lions. two. No, no, Perth out. My Perth, oh, yeah, so Perth I'm... Footy Club. Who's the other West Australians? Uh, Billy Frampton. Billy Frampton, yeah. And you've got, um, of
0: course, uh, Bra- uh, Brandon Stasavich. Interviewed Brandon yesterday. Will be in the paper tomorrow. Really is good chat up, with is him. He? He's the nephew of Craig. All oh, right. Uh, son of Troy, who's a good football person as well, and ripper uh, bloke to talk to. It's great because um, I talk to Brandon and, you know, I do a bit of work from home. I look out across my f- – out through my f- my window of my study mm-hmm. and I look at Grand Promenade Reserve in Bedford. Yeah. And Brandon grew up the other side of that reserve. So I was talking Checking. to him yesterday. I was saying, I'm looking out at the park, Brandon, where you played – you're kicking your footy as an eight-year-old out there and he's loved it. Mount Lawley, Inglewood boy. And
1: he's probably thinking, who is this bloke? No, he you knows.
0: So I've <laughs> had a chat with him a few times. I really now, like him. mate, it.
1: the yep. demons though, demons people. Bobby Hill in one yep. – at – Obviously, wrote about him today. He's he has to fire. They can't win. If he doesn't fire, they don't they don't it's win been because they can't good in their finals. They can't score enough.
0: Set them set them up in the first final, first couple of goals, and then and uh, was pretty good in the second final. So I agree with you. Hang on, let me just yep. finish.
1: And Devon Robinson, yes, um, obviously from Perth Footy Club. Darren Glass's nephew. Uh, great to see him. Going to I reckon he'll be a prem. He was player. really good in their last fight in the prelim. So I'm thinking. You've got to kick 20 goals probably, almost. No, not necessarily. The, it, it, I think Collingwood will have to. Think. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. – and, and this is what they got. Brody Meyercheck, Jamie Elliott, Bobby Hill. What else they Um, got?
0: Uh, uh, Le- well, Lipinski's uh, there. You've got Hoskin Elliott who can play McCreary. You know, if, if he pushes
1: forward. McCreary pushes listen forward. To me, listen to Brisbane. Yep. Joe Danaher, 58 mm-hmm. goals this season. Charlie Cameron, fifty-six goals this season. Eric Hipwood, forty-one goals this season. Zach Bailey, twenty-seven goals this season. Lincoln McCarthy, twenty-six goals this season. Cam Rayner, twenty-three goals this yeah. season. And they—they they don't even need Jack Gunston, who's kicked twenty. Who, how good was Jack Gunston when he when the Hawks won the flag? Yeah, that, he was good, mate. He was the best forward. They've on also the
0: got like Archie, he can flip, and they've got other midfielders kick goals too. Um, you don't have to convince me. He's, if Devon Robinson, if they win the Lions, mm. does he rip the jumper off up on their podium? Oh, uh, he, he doesn't. Remember his any. running round in the game against Collingwood with the jumper ripped, torn
1: off? he's batting him off with sticks now after that. It's incredible. <laughs> so the big, uh,
0: obviously, uh, Taylor Adams out with a hamstring. McStay, we knew with that knee injury. Frampton comes in. I think the questions are going to be whether Frampton starts or whether he's like a reserve ruckman or whether he plays in that forward line. Or do they bring
1: in? Or Jack do they Genovan? push him back? Do they push yeah, him they back? Yeah, they could push him back as Mate, well. with those big because forwards, that... they almost have to, don't they? Hipwood and Danaher. Probably. You know, it's, so, so Ginovan still that's a, starts as a sub? That's a worry. Ginovan's the super sub. Yeah, because and, he's been very good as the sub. So no I doubt reckon about that.
0: you don't change that too much.
1: Because I don't know if they if they put Billy Frampton full forward and he's anywhere near Harris Andrews, he ain't getting a kick. So, I agree. You know, like, it's. Harris Andrews. Uh, unless he tags Harris Andrews.
0: When they're under <laughs> – well, you could play – well. Someone should tag him. They try and get Andrews free, <laughs> don't they? Um, he was so good in that first quarter when they were under siege oh. against Carlton Harris-Andrews. Oh. So for I'll me, I look at that. I look at where this game's won, and I actually look at the Brisbane back line. I know their forward line has to kick the score to win, but I look at Stasovitch, who I think will get Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, early in the year, he had Elliott, and he had Degoe for a little while. So if Degoe gets loose, don't um, that could be an option. Uh, Gardner and Andrews. Well, it's Meyercheck or Cox or whoever's down there. But for me, so you're putting Gardner not Payne in. No, I'm saying Gardner or Payne get or the or other Payne. two. Okay. Um at the moment Gardner's in, because Payne we don't we're not sure about. Uh but for me the key is the two half backs, um Connor McKenna, who's come in uh, this yeah, year, yeah. And, and Kadia Coleman. Kitty. Now I'm gonna Kitty declare Coleman. it now. Let's let's have a bit of fun here. Are you going to Norm Smith to him. Let's go for our three to two. Has a halfback ever won a Norm Smith? Uh yeah. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe Henderson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah That's good. Very good effort, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've pulled one out There'd of your ring all like there. <laughs> you, Wayne Harms was a halfback. As they half say, out of your dot. Wayne
0: Harms <laughs> a half halfback? Yeah, Wayne Harms was half halfback. Wayne he Harms. He first ever Norm Smith in no, 79. No, he did. You've gone right back to well, the first ever. you asked ever. me for examples. I'm giving them to <laughs> there's you. There's been two. I think there's been more. <laughs> oh, bullshit. <laughs> was Colin Robertson? No. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to – let's let's give, our, let's give our three, two, ones in. ones. Oh. Let's have a bit of fun. Hang on, let's, let,
1: let, can I just finish? Yep. i just yeah, finish you my finish. notes on the game. Where, you finish your. Will notes. McFly target Lockie Neal?
0: Uh yeah, probably.
1: But and that sore shoulder. Well, yeah, because he's is gettable. he that sort of coach? He's gettable. Does he say take him, ta- test him out? It's Mick to test him out? I Collingwood will just back their own. Season. Make sure he's fit. Why are you talking like Mick? <laughs> that's that's what Mick would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would McFly do that? Uh, would, would oh, to that? I, he doesn't. Sense, I don't sense anything that.
0: goes in a grand final. <laughs> no, I think he backs his own system. Um,
1: anything goes in a grand final. Of course it does. Oh, mate, not, it's not bloody Hawthorne.
0: So one thing I think they do, I think they'd be more worried about Charlie Cameron in that um, Brisbane forward line. I think Maynard goes to him, and um, I think...
1: Maynard, not... not um, no, I think Maynard goes to Cameron. Quain, Quain or, is another option. And Murphy, if he plays in the goal square, Murphy gets him. Right? Yep, if he yep. plays in the goal square, Murphy goes to him. Yep. Otherwise, you're right. It's either Maynard or Quainer. But no one's a perfect match for him, isn't it with no, his athletic he... running and stuff. So that's going to be tricky. Darcy Moore versus Danaher. Yeah, great matchup. Uh, what happens there? Oh, you've got your, your work cut out, Danaher. McCluggage and Zorka on the wings. Mm-hmm. This this is the one that I'm sort of salivating. Zorka was
0: very good in the prelim too.
1: I'm salivating over this. Yes, so McCluggage and Zorko on the wings versus Jay Dacos and Sidebottom. Yeah, nice. Oh, and Dunkley, I think... Who wins that, mate? Who wins that? Oh, who geez. wins the wings? Oh. Who control? You know at the MCG, you've got to control the wings. Yeah, First time I went there, I couldn't believe how big the ground well, was. That... It's we... about eight miles from the wing to the goals. Yeah, you can get life. lost
0: out there for three weeks. I think Dunkley uh, goes on to DeGoey if he starts in the middle. Dunkley-Dugowie? play yeah. two ways. I think he's Who gets important.
1: Lockie Neal then? Yes. Ooh. Ah, it's so a you've, good question. You've, you've got uh, DeGoey and Dunkley. Probably going to be get um, crisp. Yeah, they're going to have to tag him, aren't they? What do you reckon? Well, he's gettable. What's the old Ross Lyon saying? No, 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 he's not gettable because I'll tell you why. He's mate. been tagged. King this of the year. stats, Neil averages twenty. Ha ha ha! Neil averages twenty-five disposals against Collingwood, and and. At thirty-one disposals against the pies in round twenty-three. Yeah. But he has so Why had, do you think he's gettable, because, man?
0: Because this year he's been tagged a couple of times and has had quiet game. Um I think um I mean McCreary goes he goes back, doesn't he, sometimes. And too. goes forward. Yeah, he goes back a bit but So it's not gonna be him. There's a I think Collingwood generally backs itself. I think there's a couple of matchups, but then generally it backs itself. So um why, why wouldn't you? You finish two games clear at top of the ladder barrel. Nick
1: Dakos. Does he start does he start first of all does he start at half back? does he go in the middle He starts He starts. you put him around the ball you know he missed
0: the first couple of minutes last week, but that was his first game back for about six weeks so I think that was pretty smart
1: coaching. They're very young aren't they yep some of those yep, those midfielders you know? So give me your three2 one Norm Smith. Well, I'm going humor cluggage. So that's the three being the winner? Because I think the Lions will win. And yep. generally, it's not the absolute stars who get the – have you noticed that? Like Andrew Embley yeah. and guys like that, they've picked up the the normie for some reason. Yep. I mean, last year was was Joel, was it? Was it Joel? Uh, Joel no, uh, Isaac Smith. Isaac Smith, yeah. See, there you go. Pretty what good player, How Isaac did Joel Smith. not get it? He, after, especially had after had that plaudits, goal. mate. Had enough plaudits. After that goal. Yeah, but – it you know. was magnificent. Carrying Ablett's
0: kid. Yeah. That hurt watching Isaac Smith run around win the Norm Smith, by the way, being a horseman For another team, yeah. Um, I'll give you my – okay, so – and what about your two and your one? And, and So this
1: is if the Lions win, yeah, right? Yeah, well, well, you're picking Brisbane, right? If So yeah. then give you Norm Smith. But uh, it, often, like, Ablett won it in a losing team. Yep. Judd won it in a losing Buckley. team. Buckley. So it feels like DeGoey could be – Yep, my second. If would
0: win, he'd be a very good chance. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's he's absolutely on fire, isn't he? In yep. that prelude, has had a great final. Thirty-one series. possessions, and then sitting on the bench when the game was really
0: to go in. Sam Walsh are the players of the finals, and to gets one more week to have a crack at it mm. to win the Gary is uh, medal.
1: And I, you know what? I think Lockie Neal might rise to the occasion okay. again. Yep, they're so my three.
0: So okay, two so, of them have real obvious. So you're going, th- you're going three <laughs> McCluggage, two to one Neal. Yes,
1: mate. So I've never go- done three, two, one like this. No, it's good enough. Yeah, it? yeah, it's good. Introduce something. Fortune favors the brave. Yes, mate. Farrah. What do you got?
0: I'm going uh, three. I'm going Brisbane to win this game by 19 points. What's your margin? Um, I'm saying Brisbane by
1: 12 points. Okay, here. two
0: goals. Yeah, uh, I think Kitty Coleman gets the uh, North Smith Medal. Yeah, I like half it. Back. I like it. I think Charlie Cameron gets two because I think for them to win. You'd think Joe Danaher might struggle, and Hitwood's not a big goal kicker. Mm. I just think someone has to kick a few, and I think it's Cameron. He gets hold of me Yeah, it gets hold. As you say, Bobby Hill needs to kick some for Collingwood. I mm. think he gets hold of whoever he's on. Um, not a great finals record, Charlie Cameron. Really? Uh, played for Adelaide in that horrible grand final where they got pantsed, but mm. I, against Richmond. But is he a big game player? I think he is. I think he's a yeah, he's going to rise to the occasion. And I'll give one, one to Josh Dakos, who often gets overlooked for his uh, brother Nick, but Josh is every bit a good player. I mean, he is a champion player, Josh Dacos. So I think it's three Coleman, two Cameron, and one to Josh Dacos. Brisbane so you think get the Josh job done Dacos,
1: 19. Sorry, 19. Sorry to interrupt. So you think Josh Dacos will get a hold of McCluggage?
0: Didn't say he get a hold of him, but well, he'd if of the in the fo- medal, He is. He'd get plenty of the footy, but <laughs> McCluggage
1: is still. And the thing about McCluggage is, he goes forward
0: and kicks goals. Mm. He's a goal kicker, so I'm happy with McCluggage for the uh, Normie. And who's your big matchup, so I, I've just got to say Maynard Cameron because I think that's you know going to be key to it. Um, I think similarly, Starsevich and probably Elliot. Uh, if Elliot plays deep, Starcevic gets him. So very intriguing matchups in
1: this game. Um, yeah, I don't know, Tim. I'm still trying. Obviously, Barry's not playing on Lockie Neal, but <laughs> who is going to play on him? Maybe you're right, Chris. Maybe Chris has to just yep, do a, That's a, my pick. A stopping role. I'll give you some player
0: stats. Nick Dakos as you um, you said, thirty-one. The last. This is I Lockie you're talking Neal. about Lockie Neal. Nick Dacoss finished with thirty-eight disposals, sixteen contested possessions, five clearances, and two goals against Brisbane in round four. That was at the Gabba. Darcy Cameron, who very important to Collingwood as well, Barra. Grabbed a game and equal career high five intercept marks last week against the Giants, also having 13 disposals, two tackles, and one score assist. Really important, Darcy Cameron, because if Mason Cox has to mm. go forward, I'm not sure I would do that if I was uh, McRae. He was pretty good in the ruck last week, Cox.
1: But they have to now. Mc stays I mean, out. Yeah. He's got to push forward. You He's got find... to find how. To... He's got to keep those blokes. Well, yeah, Jeremy Howe could. That means so. That means Billy Frampton goes back.
0: So we talk about accuracy, Billy and Jamie Frampton, Elliott is bold. one of those players you'd almost put your house on for an after-the-siren goal, right? He's done it a few times. But against the Lions, his goal accuracy is 44.8%. Is equal second lowest against any team. Uh, 0-3 and 3-1 in his two games this year. So key, he's a key. Um, and the Lions are also one of five teams that Brody Majic averages more than two goals against. Has really? never finished goalless in seven games, kicking three and two respectively this season. So, some key stats there are players for the Lions. Oscar McInerney has generated a total of sixteen clearances in two games against the Magpies this year. Only Lockie Neal Barra has generated more clearances at Brisbane this year. The Big O very important in this game um, since 2019. Joe Danahoo who is one of only four players to average more than three goals against the Magpies. Mm. Booting 4-0 against them in 2019 as a bomber at the MCG. Cam Rayner, who, for me, is a bit of an X factor.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, averages 1- 1.4 goals against the Magpies. He's most against any opponent, kicking 4-2 and two in that order this season. And lastly, my boy, Kitty Coleman. Mm-hmm. Finished with a career-high 11 intercept possessions and a season-high 6.34 metres gain last week against Carlton. He was the key when they were five goals to one in that first quarter and then they were able to turn it around with their own five goals to one in the mm. second quarter. They got the ball in his hands. He changed the angles. Mm-hmm. He was brave. Yep. And this is going to be about being brave. The first couple of minutes are going to be so hot and you won't, the, the footy, mm. it's quick. You played finals. Mm. How much quicker is it in finals?
1: All right. Massive. But And it's always the last five guys. Like me, yep. in the team. That <laughs> so, wins your flags. Yeah, it's not the <laughs> yeah, top five blokes. Yeah, It's the five blokes that are 22 your or 23. players win 20... you a flag is <laughs> yeah, what you're trying exactly to say. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's what you got to keep an eye on as well. We've talked about all the big names, but then there's blokes like Markov and that. They've just got to play. They've just got to do their job. That's sort of like about my check. He He could leave that club. And go somewhere else, but it did destroy him because he knows his role at. Why is my cheap leaving the club? No, I'm just saying he knows that he, to play his role, he just has to do what he does. He doesn't have one to one of be, my favourite players. My cheap doesn't have to be the absolute star. No, he doesn't. But he job. would be the sort of bloke I reckon if he did leave that he wouldn't be the same player. Yeah, because yeah, he just fits in. Yeah. his piece of the puzzle.
0: Before we get in. on to some mail, I just want to cross codes for a minute. Um, Please The do. NRL Grand Final, and congratulations to, I say West Australian, because he started his life, his journey his here, uh, Kalen Ponga. In Port Edland. And then went over to Newcastle. And Kalen Ponga won the M, which is the NRL's equivalent of the Brownlow medal, last night. So a round of applause for yeah. Kalen Ponga. How did the Warriors bloke not win? Cale Ponga had a pretty good year. They won about 12 in a row in Newcastle. I might be wrong with that exact stat, but they, he got them going, mate. So um, well done. Who wins this? So Penrith, $1.62, Brisbane, $2.30. So they're clear favourites, Penrith, uh, going for four in a row. No, no. they're There's their fourth grand
1: final. So a fourth grand final. Going for three in three a row.
0: Three in a row, sorry. Yeah, their fourth grand To
1: become arguably the greatest rugby league team of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah, but up, you'd have to say that up in the with modern Saint era. When St. George won eleven in a row, but in the old days. And of course, Nathan Cleary,
0: the um, halfback for the Panthers, son of the coach, mm-hmm. and um, Ivan Cleary, I think. And um, for Brisbane, same thing. You've got the same thing. You've got. Um, uh, Kevin Walters' uh, son playing at halfback for the Broncos. So That's amazing. So both two very, very good players too. Um, are you hoping
1: Penrith loses? Uh, I am. Who because, are you going to be rooting for? No,
0: br- the Broncos because I'm going to the game. Mm. I'm going with one of my great, oh, who's the big great mates, man. John a big, Saxon.
1: Yeah, big Broncos big man. Big
0: Broncos man. Grew up in Brisbane. So
1: you couldn't really barrack against the bloke who's... No, I want him to win. I want I him to have a good
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no skin in the game. I'm a Manly Eagles fan.
1: Yeah, what happened to the Rabbitohs? They just dropped off oh, the end of the earth. Not they didn't everyone, even make the finals. Not
0: everyone can play. Do they go
1: too woke. Is that what happened? No, no sacked Burgess, who was trying to fire them up. And was a bit, it seemed a bit too hard. <laughs> that's apparently that's what happened.
0: So they so the NRL pregame entertainment is the Tina Turner experience, and of course it's not Tina because we lost Tina this year. Um, and uh, the AFL is Kiss. And now we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Mark my words, Barra. I, I don't like the fact that an international act is appearing on our biggest stage. I think it should be all Australian.
1: But given that it is Kiss, and you reckon that's going to be a meatloaf, right? I reckon, I reckon their you're makeup wrong. is going to melt. No, it's going to be wrong. as hot as buggery, mate. They might have a heart attack. Mate, you know how old they are. They're in their 70s. I know. And I reckon they're going to struggle. And the, Richo's going to be interviewing them. That'll be the funniest bit. You know what?
0: They are. You don't reckon they played a few stadia in their day?
1: Not in. It's a, not in broad but, daylight. Okay. <laughs> That's where, that makeup is not made. Are they wearing the makeup? Of course they're wearing. They're not going to come out without the makeup, are they? No, of course. mate. If they come out without the makeup, forget about Before
0: it. Before we get on to some mail, I'll just tell you: hot days. I don't think it really favours either side. If favours it's, if, Queensland, if it's,
1: mate. Only if it's human. Hello, it favours Queensland. All right, I don't agree. They play in hot weather all the time. So here's a bit of <laughs> trivia:
0: nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, I think was 2018 surpassed that in terms of the hottest grand final day. So 2018 was hot when the was Eagles it? beat Collingwood. This will be the one. 20, 1987, I was there. It was uh, 39 degrees. 20, sorry, 29 degrees. It's very hot, right, for September. Yeah, yeah. What happened that day that has never happened, it only one time it happened, it's it's right. over 400 games this player played. As soon as I saw it as a Hawthorn fan, I knew, oh, no, this is not our day. Michael Tuck had a sleeveless jumper. <laughs> he wore long sleeves in every one of his 427 <laughs> games. But in one of them... What a pain he was. When I saw him <laughs> run around with that, I thought, oh, no, Tucky's got no... St- oh, God, that's the end of that. He, uh,
1: mate, when we played in the 91 grand final at Waverley... We all wish we had long sleeves like him. It was free. That what a toilet that Waverley is. I oh, know it's not. It it's was a great stadium. And it's built right in the middle of I a grew rain. Up near there. Isn't there a rain band yeah, that it's goes? A rain band, I mean, yeah. Who the hell decided to build a stadium in a rain band out, the AFL, out and, out of, and Sue in nowhere?
0: Yeah, because they wanted the land. They wanted the MCG their own It was too expensive to play at the MCC. And in
1: the end, they just conceded to the MCC. That was going to be
0: 120000 They were going to build stadium, uh, Grand Sands the the
1: AFL build their own? St- or oh, they have got Marvel, I suppose. Yeah,
0: they've built it at but Docklands. They, but,
1: and, but they still hand everything to the MCC because it's so wonderful. It's a great stadium. And it stuffs the rest of us over here. Okay, now it's time for this, Barra.
0: <laughs> Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you again for our long-time sponsors, Thirsty Camel. We really, really appreciate uh, your contribution. Brett writes, dear AFL, my heart bleeds for poor old North Melbourne who have won two premierships in the AFL era. Frio, St Kilda, Gold Coast and GWS haven't won one. Can we have some first-round priority pick assistance also, please? That's cheers. Brett, the loader operator in Virginia, the US. Mm. High quarters and Barra. Please read the Ode to Draft Concessions that Rewards Mediocrity. It is from poor club and administration decisions over the past five years. I'm not going to sing this. Hearts to hearts and hands to hands beneath the blue and white we stand. We shout, your time will come. North Melbourne, North Melbourne. Out we come, out we come, out we come to play. Just for reconciliation's sake to pass the time away. Lack of fun, heaps of runs, sack yourself today. North Melbourne boys are easy beats when they come out to play. So you get the idea. That's from Andrew. A bit of sentiment about out here about North Melbourne. And, you know, I've got to say, well done to those people for writing in because I agree. Hi, gents. I have to say, a couple of months ago, I sent a well crafted email that I poured my soul into with pictures and graphs and all sorts of tactical nonsense and not even a mention. Gutted. Ha ha. That was from Joseph. Uh, and then he says, nice no, work. I, on thought the...
1: he got a re- I, I thought he got a run, no, Joseph.
0: I, I, he did get a run for some other messages. Nice work on the podcast. Always worth a listen. Enjoy the break after finals. That's from Joe. Hey, Joe, sorry, mate. It was just a very long email. That's the reason oh, see, it wasn't yeah. read out. You can't read out the really long ones. It just takes Oh, forever.
1: mate. And I just want to say for the record that I don't decide who which letters get read. read I'm sorry, Joe. And I would have actually read that. Joe, for the amount of work that man slaved on that for, jeepers. You're a hard man, mate. I am. I, I am. am sorry, mate. High quarters and
0: barratt. Tonight, the AFL is having a dinner to pay tribute to retiring CEO Gil McLaughlin. Did you get an invite?
1: Um, Everyone
0: else got an invite. I didn't.
1: Yeah, I th- actually, I think I did get an oh, invite. Good. Yeah, because I got close to him when he was over here for the grand final. Oh, okay, so Simon Garlic could be going. Yes, I noticed he will he's good, not, mate. I noticed he's not going for the Eagles job, mate. Garlic sauce. Is that what he says? <laughs> yes, yeah. mate. He's yeah. got on radio and said, yeah. "One, I haven't been approached." Mm-hmm. Two, I'm not interested. Okay. And privately saying, I couldn't walk in around the streets in Perth if I went there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. So just to clarify that, mm-hmm. garlic sauce.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who, why are you looking at me, and winking? It was a, it was a headline, oh, okay. garlic sauce. Okay, it's a good headline. I love the headline. Uh, maybe to <laughs> memorialise his reign, a Winston Churchill-type statue with an electric <laughs> current running through it should be commissioned. Do you know what that's about? <laughs> no, mate. Winston Churchill commissioned his own statue oh, while yeah. he's alive. How did you tell that the story? The former Prime Minister of England. The pigeons. Yeah. Electric current so the pigeons couldn't land Run on a it. poop and, on
1: him. Yeah. poop Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: it could be displayed. This statue, uh, Michelle writes, could be displayed at one of the following options. Meatloaf's gravesite. Victorian polo club. I like that one. The European ski fields. <laughs> Mount Barker, South Australia, as a permanent reminder that the gather round will never leave. Outside the leader of the opposition, Peter Dutton's office, or the French Embassy, Canberra. Remember the <laughs> yeah. OPR story? They're real well, and God. spectacular. That's my Phil's friend. Is that's that's from Michelle. That's a really good email. Well mm. done. Uh, Adam writes, a bit harsh this email, but anyway, I'll harsh read it out. Fair. I'll read it out. High quarters and Barra. Looking at Alex Pearce's social media. He is travelling on a travelling adventure around the world until the middle of January, four months away from the club. Ultimately, on-board players having a well-deserved break to refresh, but after the season Fremantle just had, I would have imagined a shorter break and helping guide such a young team this off-season could have taken priority. Compare this to Caleb Sarong several weeks ago. He stated he was staying domestic and having a short getaway to focus on getting better, both individually and as a team this off-season. If perception is everything, then Sarong's approach comparative to Pierce, shows Sarong truly is the next captain or should already be in the job. Love to hear your thoughts. Adam, Adam. Entitled to your opinion, I think Caleb Sarong will be the next captain, uh, Fremantle, if he doesn't share it with Andrew Brayshaw. But everyone's different, mm. and Alex Pierce is why differently. He's entitled to a break. I think he's been a really good captain, and um, you know, if that whatever floats your boat. I think no one can question Alex Pierce's commitment. You know, two broken legs, didn't play no for doubt. a couple of seasons, fought his way back. I think maybe it's a good should be story.
1: Maybe they should go for co-captains next year and, and bring it's Caleb coming. up. I'd give Alex another year. I'd and give, then go. I, no. I said give him another year. I said okay. a co-captain. Yep. You know what I mean to, to ease Caleb into okay. it, and then maybe it is co-captains with Brayshaw. I've got to say I'm not big
0: on co-captains or
1: leadership groups. I just like
0: have a captain, have a vice.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm there, You know like what that. that guy was saying? There's there's something in that because the Eagles cut cut back on their trips oh, geez, they so they to... all went to, they cool. only went to Bali when I say only I love Bali you know, I've be, been to Bali 28,000 about... times how many he's... times have you been? Uh, yeah about half a dozen <laughs> i <I'll laughs> tell you what i tell you he's not having a pre, uh, post-season trip is Essendon mm. Brad Scott's got, got them working but no one's cause... got no one's had a worse season than the league. So, and did you see Sky's bumped into Oscar Allen when he Got back and he went straight to surgery and had shoulder, shoulder, knee. Mm-hmm. He looked like an extra from the English patient. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he had that much bandages oh, on him. Poor, oh, poor bugger. A
0: poor bugger. <laughs> well, good luck. All the best for next year, Oscar. I hope he has a great. He had a great year this a great year. Great fella. Actually. High quarters and Barrett, Milan Murdoch to West Coast. Rookie draft, question mark. Good one. Why the hell not? We'd love to hear your thoughts, P.S. Go Sharks. What a performance. That was from Wayne, Wayne from Waterman's Wayne, Bay. Wayne,
1: very good. Very good email. I love that. I love that. I, I'm a huge admirer of Milan Murdoch. Possibly would have won the Sandover if he hadn't got injured and was fantastic in the grand final. He should be given a chance at AFL. In my opinion, recruiters, scouts, if you're listening, Give Milan Murdoch a crack. There you go. I'm going to
0: save the best for last. Okay. Uh, this is from Bob from Mount Lawley. Hi, guys. The question is, drum roll, are mm. North Melbourne being fattened up to be transferred to Hobart? That's a question worth posing, in my opinion. Barrett. So
1: what would they be, the Tasmanian kangaroos? Nah.
0: Yeah, well, they'd have to be if they were. It's not happening,
1: mate. It's that, not happening. Nah, it's the Tassie Divas. It's not a silly idea. Oh. If they're going that bad. Mind you, start the, me. they've got Jack Revot on the board already and yeah, guys Don't like that.
0: start me on priority picks and concessions, mate. It's just not right. It's nonsense. Anyway, an
1: embarrassment.
0: Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy the grand final. We will be back on Tuesday to wrap up uh, what I'm sure will be a compelling grand final. Don't forget to watch it on the channels of seven. Mm. Um, there's, no, there's no there's no
1: marathons anymore. Do you notice oh, that? Oh, what a pity. Used I used to, hell, I used to I love that. Did love you stay up it. and watch the
0: marathons? Not only did I stay up, I'd, I'd watch it. You'd start at midnight. And then you'd, you'd at 5 a.m., this is growing up in Melbourne, I'd jump on the train, the Lilydale Belgrave line, and go to Melbourne at about 5 a.m. with an esky full of beers and meat. Is that right? Ha- yes, yeah, have the Barbie on the Arrow and then walk all the way up to the MCG <laughs> After over the, staying up all night yeah, watching the marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd skate there for the under 19s and the resis and the seniors. So it's a big day. I'll tell you what, if your team won, you get an extra, you know, um, gust you of wind. You go to the hospital. And if your team lost,
1: <laughs> ooh, it was a long day. It was a long time. It home. was a uh, rites of passage over here that you did the – well, you, it was sort of like growing up. You watched telethon yeah. and stayed up all night. And then as you got older, you you graduated to watching the uh, – The, the AFL, not VFL, oh. VFL. VFL. Frigging VFL. Oh, I movie loved the, marathon. I loved the marathon. Not movie marathon. Marathon. And then all the way – so what we're talking about is they used to play all the old grand finals all through the night, didn't they? Yep. Up until – and then seven o'clock the coverage starts. Up cup, Sandy Roberts, whoever, and off we go. Yep. And, and that's happening tomorrow. We, our, our coverage on Seven starts at about seven o'clock. And the main game is at 12:30. Yes, it is. 1230. Bring on two.
0: Bounce Down. You have been listening to Quarters and Barrow. We've been brought to you by Tab Touch. Exclusive to with Seven. With Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help on 180-858-858 8 8 8 8 if you have any issues. Good luck with your tips. Bring it on. We'll talk to you Tuesday.
1: If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel Mailbag at and Barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.